3: Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
4: Yeah, there's a different kind of show, Sports Over Overnight America. You can email us sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. We're heard everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Sirius 217, XM 203, all those apps, Sports Byline, Sports Map, uh, American Forces, Gals and Guys, you stay healthy radio stations like KSHB 1400 in very, very beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Mark Mancini back with us, the world's worst sports handicapper, art source <laughs> of Galaxy Sports, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans at 126 years of age. will be with us. Uh, Matthew Diabas will be with us. Uh, Lords the Gridiron College football's greatest coaches. We'll talk about uh, Nick Saban and uh, Red Sanders from UCLA and all kinds of coaches like that will play some barren sports trivia, and it's all straight away, right now on Sports Overnight America. Interesting story, a sad story. Matthew G, who played linebacker for USC in the late 80s, uh, died a few years ago of CTE and uh, CTE, and uh, you know, it's one through four. He was the second grade of CTE, and his uh, widow sued the NCAA. She lost, however. I think it's going to lead the way for other people to sue the NCAA. And basically the argument is you have to forewarn the players, forewarn the parents, the possibility of getting hit in the head. It's going to cause CTE and what that means. In Matthew G's case, he also was on drugs. And I think that's why uh, she lost the case. Others may not lose the case. Speaking about winning, the Astros, each player, $516,000. $516,000. That's not bad. $516,000 for winning the World Series. Second time, of course, since uh, uh, 2017. What's going to happen to Aaron Judge? We certainly can discuss that. I still think Cody Bellinger is coming back to the Dodgers. I don't think they can afford to lose him. Um, Chris Taylor is not the center fielder that Bellinger is. Uh, Mookie Betts is a great right fielder and a good center fielder, why move him? I think the Dodgers are going to do the smart thing and re-sign Cody Bellinger. P, it's 240. It's a winning situation. He was up 40 points this year from last, so maybe he'll go up another 40 points in 2023. So much to talk about, and uh, we'd love you to take part by emailing us at sportsfrederdale.com, sportsfrederdale.com. We'll also talk about The top 75 Laker players of all time. The Times last week, LA Times, had an article on that. We'll discuss it. They don't have Elgin Baylor on top. That's a big mistake. And the reason they don't, reporters probably never saw him play. If you saw him play, he's number one. Actually, he was number 22, but he's number one in this list. Back with more on Sports Overnight America right after this.
5: This special report is sponsored by Coca-Cola. Summer is here, and Burger King will help you beat the heat all season long with the newest Frozen Fanta flavor. What is it, you ask? Well, the mystery has finally been solved. The newest Frozen Fanta flavor is Strawberry Shortcake. Its color may be electric green, but this cool drink is packed with juicy, refreshing strawberry flavor. Easy for grab-and-go adventures. Frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake is your sidekick to summer. Whether you're headed to the park, the beach, the pool, or just trying to stay cool. Stop in or hit up the drive-thru at Burger King and try the chilling, thrilling, frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. It's no mystery that your refreshment is guaranteed. So go ahead, quench your thirst with a frozen What the Fanta Strawberry Shortcake for just $1 plus tax. Only at Burger King. Have it your way. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. This special report was brought to you by Coca-Cola.
6: This is Staples. So rumor
4: has it that Staples has everything I need to ship.
6: That's not a rumor. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need.
4: Boxes? Yep. Mailers? Yep. And I can actually ship there, right?
6: We have UPS
5: right here in
1: store.
6: Huh.
4: What will Staples think of next? <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm asking what, what will they think of next?
5: Staples has all your shipping supplies and UPS service in store. And right now, get 25% off UPS Express shipping services. Staples, the best kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231 Valid only in Staples U.S. stores. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers AAA star Drew Avins, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need Go to RipGripPro.com. That's RipGripPro.com. Your bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend All Access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at netspend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and costs apply.
4: Hey, welcome back, Sports Overnight America. Later, Matthew D'Abbas, Lord of the Gridiron College, football's greatest coaches, Amazon.com, major bookstores everywhere. The guys are back. Uh, Mark Mancini, the World's worst Sports Handicapper. I don't think there's any question. Art Source, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. And I opened the show talking about uh, uh, Matthew G. And, of course, he played at USC. He played at USC. Linebacker, died a few years ago at 49 years of age from CT and whatever else. And his wife uh, took uh, the NCAA to court. He, she lost, but I think this is going to open the door for other people uh, to sue the NCAA if uh, their loved ones either die or get sick uh, from CT. Artie, what do you think?
7: Well, you know, you're, you're opening up a real kettle of uh, fish there, boy. I mean, I'm, I'm actually involved in a, in a suit, you know, a lot of college football players and NFL players, have brought it up, and uh, you know, I was sad to see they didn't give him something or his family something, because uh, you know, 60,000 from a low of attacks, I guess they actually had the uh, the CAT scans of his brain, there was some serious damage done, but I think you have judges that are afraid because there's so many people, and there's so many billions of dollars in the game now that uh, I, I think it's just something that I think it'll change the game in the future like you always talk about, Fred. We're like 15, 20, 30, 50 years from now. You know, we might be playing two-hand touch football because of that. But uh, the sad part of this whole situation is it's it's a fact that a lot of great players using those old suspension helmets. Okay, we're not talking about the helmets they have today, even though there still are incidences of problems. But they were just one little wrap of, of like cotton in a shell. And when you had guys, guys snapping and cracking those type of helmets, um, you know, I I think there's a, there's room somewhere along the line, maybe college football could put together something next to the Mayo clinic out in Scottsdale there, where guys that are really, really going through tough times with CTE can be there, maybe live in a casita, have home, you know, have the, the proper taking care of and, and, you know, maybe get the, the, the services they need, there's something that can be done with the billions of dollars that they're going to have, especially if they go to the 10 10 tier playoff system for the CFB.
4: Mr. Mark Mancini, I'm sure you've got some thoughts about this. Uh, He lost, uh, she lost in court. Uh, I think others will now sue. You're a grandparent. Talk about it. Well, I know we interviewed Ed
2: O'Bannon years back and he was the one that started this thing. I mean, you know, with the you know, uh, names and all that. Now we've got with the NFL and the NFL, you know, they're making money hand over fist. It doesn't, you know, look like they care much about a guy that's out of the league a few years that really put money in their bank account. So yeah, it opens the door now for these guys to get a piece of the pie. And rightfully so. I mean, if they made money for the company, why aren't they entitled to it rather than just a pat on the back and a trophy that, uh, you, you know, you were honored for 10 years playing the game.
4: Folks, uh, you're listening to this show. You love sports. What do you think the future of football might be on the collegiate level, on the high school level, and the, on the pro level? You can email us at sportsfred at aol.com, sportsfred at aol.com. Let's talk some baseball. Houston Astros, Mark, $516,000 per player, per share. Any comments about the amount of money that uh, for winning the World Series? Well, they take care of the most hated team in all – four major
2: sports across the board. You show me another team that just hated going to ballparks across the country like the Houston Astros. Hell, they surpassed the New England
4: Patriots. Pay them, man! <laughs> 516,000. Artie, do you ever pick up that kind of dough? Uh, well, my, my my
7: wife works for Brace, so I've seen it, <laughs> but I've never been able to actually get my paws on it. But no, seriously, Fred, $516,000 in two thousand in 21 2022 20, and i was thinking back to the yankees when billy martin played an entire year for like $7500 and i think he won $5000 when they won the 60 world series and i'm thinking to myself can i equate what $5000 was in the 60s to $500,000 in the in the 2020s wow it just amazes me how much money there is out there. I mean, these guys are making $20 million, Fred. Do they need to make a half a million dollars but if to win a, a rookie, world title? But if you're a
4: rookie, that's uh, $516,000. That, $516, is that doubles, your doubles your salary. Doubles your salary. So from exactly. that aspect, uh, you know, some players need it well, some players don't. Go ahead, Mark. You know what, Fred? I think when you look at this, I like to look in the trenches
2: on these type of things. And the, let's face it, who's been a better team the last five years than the Houston Astros? They've churned out, they've lost guys, they take care of guys, they've lost front office guys, they just lost another front office guy. Are you and banging the trash like,
7: can for these guys right now?
4: <laughs> Jealousy is human nature. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Houston Astros. Uh, uh, Artie, we'll start with you, uh, Justin Verlander, going elsewhere. Uh what do you think? I think the Dodgers have a shot he based went, on the fact that his you know, wife, of course, is a model.
7: The guy wins the the guy wins Comeback Player of the Year. He wins the Cy Young Award, comes back from a devastating a devastating Tommy John surgery, and he's just a stud. I mean, he really is. He just he amazes me. Um, you know, I, I just I, I got to give him credit to come back from that kind of a devastating injury at his age. He's not a young guy. Um, you know, I said go out and, and test the waters. You only have probably a couple of years left. You know, I mean, he's, he's got a beautiful family, a wonderful wife, a great life. Um, I, I would love to see, I would love to see, you know, one of the teams that wants to compete at a high level, whether it's the Yankees, Dodgers, Padres, Giants, go after a guy like that because he's going to be the bulldog. He's going to be the guy that's going to be in the front of the rotation He's your old-fashioned stopper.
4: Great move. Hey, Mark Mancini, he won't be going to the San Diego Padres, Billy.
2: No, the three teams that are in the mix are the Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers. And let's put it this way. If he goes to the Dodgers, that might be something to look at because they haven't had a guy like that since 1988 that's just come in with that kind of pedigree to turn the organization around. So, I mean, you've followed the Dodgers for a long time, uh, Fred. If you get a guy like Justin Verlander, you haven't seen this in like four decades. Am I correct?
4: What about Scherzer two years ago?
2: Well, Scherzer was another one, but he didn't stick around long enough to make an impact there as far as another year. But I'm talking about a guy... Let me ask
7: you a question, Mark. How can a guy like Verlander be so dominant in the regular season? I mean, whether it was Detroit, Houston, but you look at his World Series and playoff record. I mean, it's... It's pretty abysmal. Now, is that? I mean, well, I mean, I, we have to bring that up, do we not? I mean, well, we, there's something we, about we, it. I
2: mean. We we got to bring that up. But is anybody, can anybody ever match what the Atlanta Braves did, win 14 division titles, and all they reflect on is the one world series?
4: Yeah. Well, it reminds
7: me true. a little bit of the Dodgers right now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even count the, uh, uh, the COVID uh, year, 60 game year. Uh, Yeah. So so the Dodgers haven't won really since 1988 (laughs) on Gibson's home run. All right. Let's talk about the Dodgers. I think Cody Bellinger's coming back to L.A. Mark, where is he going to end up? Well, he's going to end up, I think, either in Toronto,
2: the Cubs. I'd like to see him go to St. Louis because St. Louis gets these kind of guys. They straighten out their swings and they become a decade player in that city. Case in point, Jim Edmonds. Look at these guys. Matt Holiday, Mark McGuire. I'd, know. Love to,
7: I'd love to see him in the friendly confines of Wrigley Field because he could play center field. You know, he's going to probably hit 30 or 40 home runs, and if the wind blows the right way from the southwest, he may hit more home runs than that. And, I mean, look what the Cubs did. They went out and got a guy like Hayworth, who, who batted about 215 for seven years, earning $80 million, or you know I, I don't know what it, what it was some incredible amount of money, and I mean the guy was just just absolutely horrendous. So I say a, a team like Chicago got to got to roll the dice on him, put him in center field. And uh, but you're right about the Cardinals. They're hitting they're hitting instructors. You know oh, they yeah. do a great job working with the guys. And there's something missing there. And maybe we've talked about this, Fred. Right, the shoulder. Maybe a couple of years down the line, the shoulder starts to heal up. And, I mean, the guy can do it all. He's a five-tool player if he can get his hitting back to where it was when he won the MVP.
4: All right, let me say this. He improved 40 points uh, this year on the batting average from last year. Hit 165 uh, in 2021 and improved it like almost 40 points. And, again, even in a bad year, in 19 home runs, uh, you're not going to find much better center fielders than Cody Bellinger. If they lose Trey Turner. They lose a lot of speed. If you lose Bellinger yeah. and Turner, you really lose a lot of speed. How yeah, many people do. realize how fast he is. And, uh, you know, again, most people automatically say Trey, Trey Turner may be the fastest guy in baseball. I guarantee you Bellinger's not far behind. So oh, if, if Andrew Friedman does not point. sign him, if Andrew Friedman does not resign him, it's another big mistake. Uh, he thinks he's the smartest man in the room. He's really not. Hey, we're going to come back and play some Baron Sports Trivia. We'll find out who Mark Or Art, which one might be the smartest man in the room? All straight away on Sports Overnight.
3: Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? 1759 449 again that's 800 449
5: 1759 do you own an annuity either fixed rate indexed or variable are you paying high fees and getting low returns if so annuity general would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity the annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities
6: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800 593 7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800 593 7491. 800 593
4: 7491. Call now. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Sports Overnight America. Time for Barron Sports Trivia. Before we start, as usual, Art Source, as you know, is 126 years of age. So he needs medical help to answer these questions. All legal, of course. Art, what are you using tonight on Sports Overnight America?
7: Well, I brought out the Nereva for all of you guys on TV and the Prevagen, but I've got a new one called Brain Force. Sounds like the thing Donald Trump kind of brought in. No, that was Space Force. That's right. But uh, this is the new one, Awaken. This is good stuff. You, you know, what? I just touch the bottle and I stay awake. It's kind of good stuff. I like it.
4: All right, Barron Sports Trivia. And again, uh, Mark's uh, about half art's age. So we'll see what Mark uh, does on this one. Hey, where did Jimmy G and Tony Romo play college football? Played at the same school, Mark Mancini. Oh, man. I'll it give you a hint. It was Northern,
2: Cali- Northern California. It wasn't,
4: it wasn't Alabama. No. You saying Northern Cal? Why would you say Northern Stanford or Cal? Uh,
2: I want to say Cal.
4: How about San Jose State? All are in, all are incorrect.
7: Uh, incorrect. It's it's <laughs> either Eastern Michigan or Eastern Illinois. I get those two mixed up but all you, the time. But you got
4: to you got to decide.
7: I got to decide. Okay. Right. I'm yeah, going to go people, with Eastern. I'm going to go with Eastern Illinois.
4: All right. So the pills work. It is Eastern Illinois uh, for Jimmy G and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, Art Source, you're old enough to answer this question. In 1964, UCLA won its first NCAA basketball championship under John Wooden, first championship period. Who was the tallest player in the starting lineup? I remember, they had a very short starting lineup. Now, who was the tallest player in the starting lineup? He was all of six five.
7: I was going to say he was six six, but. Wow, that's a good one. Could it be your, no, no, Mike Warren was a little guy. We had, uh, who was Schaffer. the color analyst for chick Warren for all those years? Keith Erickson. Lynn Shackelford,
4: Keith Erickson. No, Lynn Shackelford was, was it Keith, Keith, Keith Erickson? Keith Erickson was on that team, yeah, but he's not the tallest mm. guy on that team. Who was the, looked, the tallest well, me, guy? That's it. Gail Goodlake, Paul Hazard, Keith Erickson, Jack Hirsch, and the bigger guy, 6'5 or 6'6".
7: You got me, Fred. 64, I I think I was out in Ashbury Street or something. All right,
4: Mark, you have any idea who might have been the center on UCLA's team in 1964? Uh, Jeez. Shays? No. Who? Dolph (laughs) Shays. No. No? Not Uh, Dolph
2: Shays? Give us a hint, Fred. Come on. (laughs) Um,
4: What did they do to turkeys for Thanksgiving?
2: They based them. Um, fry them.
4: <laughs> what else they do? How, how do they kill them? They slaughter them. Fred Slaughter. Oh, name was Fred, 10, slaughter. Right? Fred Slaughter. Fred Slaughter.
7: we'd have been here till, till 2030 on that one, kid. <laughs> well, all
4: right. The Baron Sports trivia continues now. And uh, Taylor Heineke of the Washington Commanders is playing awfully well. Mark Mancini, another chance here. Where did he play his college ball?
2: Well, he wasn't really drafted high. That's for darn sure. Um, I want to say. Uh, we talked about it. Uh, God,
4: Virginia. You got the right state. Dolly,
2: Dolly. Madison
7: University. James Dolly. Madison.
4: It's <laughs> Old Dominion in Virginia. I think it is. The answer is Old Dominion. Okay. Um, let's go back to UCLA basketball, my favorite thing. Uh, when I was um, hey, where are the
2: 70s pirates in this thing?
4: They're not at all. Uh, they're, they're not mentioned. Um,
7: where are the 80s Rams.
4: <laughs> all right. Artie, yeah. uh, you might get this one at 126 oh, years my. of age. It's 1968 now. Okay. Big game at the Astrodome. Houston Cougars, UCLA Bruins. Houston Cougars won 71 69. Of course, Kareem had uh, an eye injury at the time. They met again in the uh, uh, NCAA uh, semi final. Elvin
7: Hayes. Yeah. Uh,
4: that's not the question. They met again and UCLA won 101 69. So there was definitely payback. But, anyways, after the 71 69 defeat of UCLA, one of UCLA's starters quit because he was pulled out of the game. Who was that guy? who quit the Bruins in 1968, a very talented uh, basketball player. Wow. I
7: remember watching the ball game on TVS, TVS, the old system.
2: Yeah.
7: um, From the Astrodome. One of the basketball players in 68 walked off right after the game and he
4: quit. Wow. Mark, you got yeah, me, yeah. Fred. I
7: don't know. Well,
2: I'll tell you one thing. If this was hockey, I'd nail two guys right out of the bat. Patrick Waugh, who was left in the net, giving up 10 goals, saying he'd never play for Montreal again, and Michelle Dion that walked out at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know but so you, so you basketball, no basketball. gosh, who would it have been? Um, Name the five guys, and maybe we'll get lucky.
4: No, I'll just uh, to give you a hint. Calvin. No, it wasn't Calvin.
2: He played wait. for
4: The other team, (laughs) Artie. Artie, what do you do when? uh, Well, uh, you know, on that team, you had Mike Warren, uh, you had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and uh, Elvin Hayes. No, in UCLA. He was on. He was on the (laughs) He was was on the Cougars. Okay, make it easier. What do you do when you put your shoes on? What do you have to do? Tie them. Okay, that's close. What do you have to do, Artie? Tie them. What do you have to do? Tyron Edgar Lacey
7: Edgar Lacey, Lacey. See, I would have. There's Lacey. another one, Fred. Wow.
4: Lacey. Hey, one more question for both of you, and this one is rather intriguing. I think first major league ballpark to use uh, night lights to have night games. First major oh, got... league team to play Crosley, night Crosley games. Field.
2: Crosley Field,
4: yep, Cincinnati. Why did? Okay, well, Artie, why did you jump up Crosley Field?
7: Because I was thinking. Speaking of Johnny Vandermeer throwing the back-to-back no-hitters in the oh. night games because the lights weren't so red-hot.
4: Artie, uh, Mark, you also knew that. Why did you know that? How did you know Well, that? the two oldest franchises uh, basically
2: were Cincinnati. I think they were the Red Legs and the yeah. Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, but yeah. they started in
4: 1869. This was 1935. But
2: Fred, you know what made Crosley Field such
7: a great place? And right. I actually got to watch games there. Right. All right. They had that embankment much like the Astros had in center yeah. field yeah. at the old Enron field. Sure. And I, I mean, so many outfielders, you could practice all day in BP, but when the ball was hit and you were running full speed and all of a sudden you started to hit that hill, <laughs> that was a great place. Okay.
4: Man. For both of you, tell me why Veda Pinson is not in the hall of fame. Please explain. He was very fast. He was because
7: a- he played in Cincinnati. I'm, I, mean, I don't he- think he got the media coverage. Well, I I think it'd be like you'd be like playing in Seattle, you know, know, and that's just my theory
2: on it. And, you know, you know, Fred, and I know you you, you get the Hall of Fame vote on this, but, you know, I'm I'm beginning to look at the Hall of Fame in baseball. Right. Like I'm looking at the NCAA in college football. It's just a popularity contest. I mean, to keep a guy like Veda Pinson out, how do you keep a guy like Dave Parker out who had one of the best arms in baseball? How about I mean, Louis Tion?
7: It's Louis yeah, Tion's I mean, 73rd birthday today. Louis Tion yeah. 21 and 9 in uh, 1968. Eight, nine shutouts. I mean, the guy Tiante was a brilliant pitcher. People who don't understand baseball have no idea you know, who
2: it, he was. And I'll leave it at this, guys. That's why this NCAA college football has to get up to 12. A team loses one game like USC
4: does. And they can't even get in the dance. I mean, it's not even fair. All right, everybody. It's uh, Sports Without America. You can email us at uh, uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And uh, there's so much to talk about in the wonderful and wacky world of sports. Mark, you do a producing job during the week, uh, Mancini Sports. So Tell us about Mancini Sports.
2: Well, each and every week, I produce some of these great shows across the country in Cleveland with Peter Ray. I do another one uh, with the guys in the ATL, Todd quarter, Mark Heffernan and you know, Fresno, California. And then if I'm not doing that, keep my fingers crossed with that Pittsburgh pirate podcast with Tarek Brock. And I know you. Hey,
7: Hey, Fred, I want to tell you something that happened uh, earlier this week, right? I have not watched a Laker game from, stem to stern all year long right Right. so i say okay they're in phoenix they're getting 10 and a half over and under 226 and a half (laughs) to stay up i said i'm going to put a couple shekels on a parlay i took the uh under 226 and a half and the lakers plus the 10 and a half well it looks like i got the game in the in the bag late in the game westbrook's at the free throw line 30 seconds left Bounces the ball. Two of the clankiest free throws, I swear. It looked like Will Chamberlain was at the free throw line, Fred. And I'm yeah. like, Are you, I almost lost my bet based on the fact that they can't hit a free throw. But I will say this. Davis played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. So I expect him to be out for the next four games.
4: Again, I <laughs> said that uh, I don't think he's going to play more than 55 games this year. And that's like uh, two-thirds of the season. me uh, your
2: uh, question, Fred. Fred, are you you surprised that the gambling didn't uh, win in California?
4: No. First of all, there were two uh, ballot uh, proposals, and I think they fought each other, and I don't think people understood it. And uh, I think a lot of people are just afraid of opening the state to total... Wagering, which uh, of course I disagree. If Vegas with, might have Nevada. had a little
7: something to do with that. Fred. Little <laughs> yeah. that Vegas money. That's what I, I think that Vegas money kind of came over here and, and yeah, worked I the other side could. of that handle.
4: <laughs> there's only one Las Vegas, Nevada, and there's only one sports overnight America. We'll come back and uh, with Matthew Diabas, and then we'll come back with the guys one more time, uh, all night long on sports overnight.
5: TrackPhone wants to know, are you an influencer, a big live streamer? No? Then guess what? You don't need an endless data plan. Get just the right amount of data with TrackPhone's $40 unlimited talk and text smartphone plan. Now with 8 gigs of high-speed data and unlimited carryover. On America's largest, most dependable network, now with 5G. Get the data you need at the price you want. TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. 5G-compatible device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com.
6: This is Staples. So
4: rumor has it that Staples has everything I need to ship.
6: Mm-hmm. We have all the shipping supplies and services you need.
4: Boxes? Yep. Mailers?
6: Yeah. And we have UPS here in store.
4: Huh. What will Staples think of next? <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm asking. What, what will they think of next?
5: Staples is your one-stop shipping destination. Now get 50% off shipping boxes, mailers, or tubes when you buy five of the same item in store or online with one-hour pickup. Staples, the best-kept secret in shipping. Ends 1231. Exclusions apply. Visit staplesconnect.com shipping for details.
3: Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com.
1: I'm in. What's the best product I bought this year? Oh, that's easy. Salon Pain Relieving Patches. The proven medicines in Salon POS patches reduce my pain and let me do the things I need to do every day.
6: In a recent clinical study, patients using Salon POS reported improved sleep, mood, and the ability to work. They had less pain and were able to reduce their use of oral pain medications.
1: For pain, I use Salon pause. It's good medicine. He me too.
4: Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is Sports Overnight America. And uh, we've had Matthew Dibas on uh, a couple of times talking about pro football. And, of course, he's also written Lord the Gridiron College Football's Greatest Coaches. Pick it up, Amazon.com, major bookstores everywhere. And Matthew, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Fred. It's great to be. It's great to be on. It's an honor and a privilege.
4: All right. So you rate all the college coaches the top fifty, and I'm going to disagree with one of them right away. But uh, tell the folks how you graded the coaches.
0: Well, I It's a four tiered system. I created four systems. Uh, one is career value, which measures the quantity of a of a college football coach, a Division One A college football coach's success. The average season rating, which measures the quality of your success, and also your best five consecutive seasons. Think about um, uh, the last five seasons of Tom Osborne's coaching career in Nebraska, or Bear Bryant's run from sixty, you know, sixty-one to sixty-five, uh, or Bud Wilkinson's run when he had the forty-seven game winning streak, you know, in the mid-fifties, as an example, and also the best five seasons overall, you know, just. Not, it doesn't have to be consecutive, though, in certain rare instances. It is just your best five coaching performances. And then I did a composite rating system, and uh, the end result is lords of the grid aren't college football's greatest coaches there. Um, I took me you know, two years to work it out, you know, just fine-tuning you know, the, the method and all that. It wasn't, I didn't want to do a single-value system. I had to be a system that was fair to coaches from all eras where a coach from the 19th century would have the same chance as a coach in the 20th or the 21st century and rating and ranking them.
4: All right. So uh, Matthew's with us off the start. I have to argue red Sanders is not listed among the top 50 in lords, of the gridiron college football's greatest coaches. What four years, I think at Vanderbilt and like not eight or nine at UCLA, the guy won over 70% of his games. 1954, UCLA split the national championships uh, with Ohio State. I guess you're going to say he didn't last long enough, but 13 years seems to me pretty long and a 70 percentage uh, of wins seems pretty strong. Why no Red Sanders?
0: Well, uh, according to my rating system, I have Red, Santer, Red Sanders rated 111th all time, according to my calculations. Wow. Yeah, he won 70% of his game, but the guys in the top 50 were even higher than that. They were they were at a pitch of, you know, for more than 80% of their games, you know, or 75% of their games or in the, the up, on, on more higher scale here. Another problem with Red Sanders is that he lost two Rose Bowl games. And in my rating system, if you lose a major bowl game, that takes points off your system because my system was a plus-minus system where, you know, if your winning percentage is above seven, you know, 70%, you get X amount of points. If it's above 80%, you get even more. If you win a minor bowl game, you get like 12 points. If you win a major bowl game, you get 14 points. Well, Red Sanders lost two major bowl games. He lost two Rose Bowls there. That, that took points off his rating system, and it really damaged him in his ASR and his B5 and his BQ ratings there.
7: Hey, Matthew, um, this is already sourced. Stop right. jumping in here. My old coach, John McKay, where did you have him ranked in your book?
0: Uh, McKay, I got him ranked 27th, uh, according, to my ra- according to my rating system. Uh, one reason why he doesn't rank higher is that th- there was a period of time in the Rose Bowl, you were not allowed to make repeat, repeat appearances, like in the 50s and the 60s. They had a no-repeat rule, and John McKay was victimized by that a few times. It wasn't until like the late 60s and 70s. He was able to make consecutive appearances in the Rose Bowl. Now, and he I was, credited, he point was point. credited
7: with four national championships. His his winning percentage from 1962 to 1976 was almost 83% um, with four national titles. And you got him 26th. Is that right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, but now he's 27 because so some uh, there's been some old uh, there's been some adjustment since my college football book came out. The problem oh, I think you're I think you're McKay. weighing
3: some
7: of the old guys a little bit low. They <laughs> <laughs> already took it
2: easy on my Pennsylvania brother. There, I like Matthew, but, but I'm just saying you. John McCain was a hell of a coach. <laughs> well, well, here's here's well, yeah, the he thing. Was, absolutely,
0: absolutely. The thing was with McKay, he won those four national championships, but they were kind of spaced apart. He had 62, then 67, then he had, you know, of course the 72 and then what was it 74, 75 teams. But there was some, you know, the, the, they were spaced apart. He never really had a period of a, a massive sustained domination like Hurry Up Yost did, or Nick Saban did, or Tom Osborne or Bud Wilkinson. Not on the same scale. A great yeah, but I'll tell you what. But, but he also in- played. He-
7: Matthew. He also played a very tough schedule every year. Okay. You got a lot of these coaches that are the modern day coaches that play these Stony Brook farms and, you know, <laughs> sisters of the blind. And I mean, I'm thinking of Alabama and Nick Saban and nothing against Fuck. Nick Saban. He's a great football coach, but I, I just, I have trouble with that. I'll tell you, my dad who played in the fifties, Bob Blackman said that Bud Wilkinson was perhaps the greatest football coach in college football history. Your thoughts on that?
0: Well, before uh, Bear Bryant came along and before Urban Meyer and Nick Saban came along, and Tom Osborne, for a time, Bud Wilkinson was the greatest college football coach of all time. If my book had come out out, like, say, in the late 70s, yeah, I would have ranked Bud Wilkinson as the greatest of all time. But as time passed, You know Bryant Osborne, Urban Meyer, Nick Saban did surpass him. You know, so you're you're a big you're a big
7: Urban Meyer guy, huh? Does does let me ask you a question? Uh, Does does a coach's reputation and his his ability to be transparent have anything to do with your ranking
0: system? No, because it's subjective. I'm going strictly by what his teams performed on the field. I mean, uh, Meyer when I when my book came out, Meyer was ninth all time in career value. Number one in average season rating, which measures consistent high quality performance, eighth in his uh, best five consecutive seasons, fourth in his best five seasons. His record speaks for itself. But what, you know what he did in the pros? I mean, that's the shame of it all. I mean, he sullied himself, and the way he departed from Ohio State University, I mean, it's kind of a sad way to end. I mean, the thing is, when he, he got that man got results.
2: Uh, well, here's but
0: it, it took a toll.
2: You know, here's the thing. Yeah, and, and, and Matt, I'm going to side here with you to go against my great co-host on this show, but I'll, I'll throw this in. Tom Osborne, to me, was the best Nebraska head coach. Nick Saban, the best oh, yeah. Alabama coach, passing Bear Bryant. And let me tell you something. What, what about Bob DeVaney? Well, here's the thing. People don't know Urban Meyer won everywhere he went. He was a winner at Bowling yeah. Green. He was a winner at Utah, winner at Florida, winner at Ohio State, I just think his reputation, dancing on the floor in Cincinnati somewhere, tarnished him.
0: Yeah. Getting to Tom Osborne, had my book come out in 2018 instead of 2019, Tom Osborne would have been second only to Bear Bryant. I mean, I I knew he was going to be top 50, but when I was doing the calculations, I didn't realize he was that great. But but after the 2019 season was played, uh, you know, 2018 season was played, Saban and Urban Meyer leapfrogged over Tom Osborne, but Osborne was absolutely 25 seasons, never had a losing season, always in a bowl game. I mean, and in fact, if he had won that 84 Orange Bowl or had won in 93, you know, either one of those bowl games, guess what? He would have been the the greatest college football coach of all time if he had been able to win those two lost championships and, you know, those two bowl games there. But the fact that he lost, that's what cost him there.
4: Because I get a one F scenario let, if he had one. Let, let's okay. go on. We're talking to Matthew D'Abbas, Lord of the Gridiron College Football's greatest coaches. Matthew, you've got Nick Saban number one. And certainly, you can't argue about his record at LSU or Alabama. Many of my relatives in the state of Michigan, they went to Michigan or Michigan State. Those four or five years that he coached Michigan State, I was saying at the time, he played not to lose too many times. You have him rated number one. Talk about that
0: yeah I mean, okay, Michigan State, he coached decently, not stupendously like he did in Alabama. I mean, he was coaching at Toledo. He was building it up slowly. finally he had that national championship season in LSU, but it's when he got to Alabama. That's when he literally went out literally left Earth's orbit. I mean, just literally went into you know into the outer reach of the galaxy there with a with a record that was just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, so but you you,
7: know, way, Matthew, do you think his relationship with Bill Belichick, do you think he learned as the defensive coordinator in Cleveland under a guy like Belichick? Because the Alabama program has a hundred consultants. It's 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 basically yeah. patterned after an NFL professional football franchise. He leaves no stone unturned. Yeah. The only other coach I can remember that was anything like that, Matthew, was Daryl Royal. Um, I, I look at a guy like uh, Frank Broyles, who was a great football coach. They were so organized, and you know, and they spawned the coaching trees. That's how you look. I look at coaches from coaching trees, the guys that were spawned by that, by those great coaches. Your thoughts on that?
0: Well, absolutely, Sabin learned a great deal from Belichick there. he was You could say he was Belichick's greatest pupil when you think about it. I mean, because on the pro level, I mean, Belichick's pro pupils really didn't really do that much. You know, it was maybe Mike Rabel right now at Tennessee, even though Rabel hasn't reached the Super Bowl yet. I mean, but Sabin I think, was his brightest pupil. and I mean, he learned so much when he was working with Belichick in Cleveland there, and he took those lessons, you know, and also from his own personal experiences, you know, and able to convert it into – he was in the right program when he went to Alabama. He was at a school that would give him those human and financial resources to make Alabama national championship. He wasn't going to get that atmosphere, not at Michigan State, not at LSU. Alabama, he was at the right – you know, going to Alabama was the greatest decision he ever made. He was in the right place with the right program at the right time, and he got it done. And he still get. you know – well, I don't know about this
2: season, buddy. You know, right hey, Matt, real real fast. and know yeah. we're up against it, but the guy in your backyard, I think he put that football program on the map, and it was sad that he had to get vilified for it was Joe Paterno. Where do you got him on the list?
0: Right now, number seven, and I'll explain why. Uh, Where is the, yeah. Number one in career – Yeah, number one in career value, yes. Number three in his best five seasons overall. But in his average season rating and also uh, his uh, best five consecutive seasons, I got him actually in the 20s. Because an average season rating, actually you could say those last years of his coaching career, he hung on too long. And then, of course, you know, he got caught up in the Sandusky scandal. But you could say, yeah, he hung on too long in uh, you know, best five consecutive seasons. Yeah, he won two national championships in '82 and '86. But like in between, he had some really bad slumps there, and it really damaged him. With regards to that, I mean, there, there would be, you know, the, the, I mean, his great years were always widely spaced. He never really put it together like Bear Bryant did in the late 70s or in the early 60s, not like Bud Wilkinson did or like Nick Saban has done and all that. He just mm-hmm. he couldn't really, you know, he could never really sustain it. Decent, yeah, but never where he just destroyed everything in his path for like four or five great seasons like Osborne did in the last five seasons of his career with Joe Pa and all that.
4: Matthew Dubas, uh, Lord of the Gridiron, college football's greatest coaches, Amazon.com, major bookstores everywhere. Thank you for appearing on Sports Overnight America. What I want to see from you, read from you, is uh, college basketball coaches. But if there's anybody except John Wooden, number one, we're going to scream at each other right here on Sports
1: ...plus broad spectrum, equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
8: Do you own a timeshare? Well, face the facts. You made a mistake. You made a bad purchase. A timeshare is not an investment. It's a money pit that continues forever. If you use your timeshare, that's great. But if you don't, and you want to legally get out of your contract... Call my friends right now at the Timeshare Exit Hotline. They're an experienced team of lawyers who help good people like you get out of a timeshare contract that they just don't want. Don't throw away your money on maintenance fees. Use it for things you really want. We can help you end your timeshare contract and stop the money drain immediately. If you're ready to move on with your timeshare, call our team right
3: now. Cancel your timeshare now with a free call 800-824-5131 800-824-5131 800-824-5131 that's
4: 800-824-5131 hey welcome back to the ready sports Overnight america i'm fred you could email us sportsfred thank you matthew diabas we'll have him back in this book lords of the gridiron college football's greatest coaches Amazon.com, major bookstores everywhere. All right. Last week, the LA Times uh, had a special section. They rated the top 75 LA Lakers, LA or Minneapolis Lakers of all time. And they didn't have Elgin Baylor, number one. They had Magic Johnson. I said at the opening of this show, has to be because the reporters never saw Elgin play. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Greatest. I know you didn't. Well, you could have lived four years of age. I guess, because 72 is his last year. But the point is, uh, who has, in your opinion, who you know you might have seen, is the greatest Laker of all time? Well, I think what you and
2: Dusty Baker are sharing the same sentiment because you both love Elgin Baylor. Mine was Magic Johnson. Show me a rookie in 82 that went to Philadelphia when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar couldn't make the trip, scored 42 points, beat the Sixers, Played and center. resurrected. Resurrected. I use the word resurrected with a capital R, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career down the line, because he seemed like he was kind of at the tail end. He pushed him to get more championships. To me, Magic Johnson, and he saved the NBA in 1979 with Larry Bird. So it's going to be
4: Magic. Well, I'm going to tell you something. And a young kid, Elgin, had this neck uh, twist thing uh, tweet. Uh, When uh, start dribble drive, every kid, uh, every kid, including yours truly, had that same neck twitch uh, uh, in that time period, and he made pro basketball what it is in Los Angeles. In my opinion, Art Talk.
7: Hey, I gotta tell you, uh, I I go down with these three guys, four guys: uh, one and one A, Jerry West and Elgin Baylor; two and two, two A and two B, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic Johnson. That's how I look at it. And Will rounds out the uh, the fives.
4: Folks, you email us. I'd love your opinion. Sportsfreddale.com. Sportsfreddale.com. Stay tuned all night long. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Art. Thank you, Matthew Diabas. And thank you, Mario. Stay tuned all night long again for sports overnight America.